Is it okay for unbelievers to attend church? Coming up here on the Better Sundays podcast at reachkeep.com. Welcome to the Better Sundays podcast. Focus, practical, and usable advice for church leaders looking to reach new young families and impact their community. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Mike Holmes here. Welcome aboard. Good to have you in studio. Today we're talking about an important topic of should unbelievers come to church? Now this may seem like kind of a no-brainer to you as it did to me when this topic was broached, but this is the idea of is church only for believers or can lost people actually come and attend church? And so we want to kind of cover that. I want to give you a couple Bible verses and I want to give you some application here uh, towards the very end of this as well. Uh, I want to offer something for you uh, that kind of gives away my position, uh, and I've got it right back here. I carry a, uh, here we go, um, I keep with me a bunch of these, and I hand these out to different pastors as I go, and what it is is it's a little uh, a little blueprint called uh, the original, it's the one-page blueprint for better Sundays and how to have better Sundays, and it goes through and gives you just some plain Jane stuff on how to get that. Um, the address for this is if you go to reachkeep.com and just type in the word blueprint, we'll shoot this off to you, and it really gives you kind of three different things that you need to do uh, that will help you to bring folks into your church and how to create what we call Better Sundays. And we believe that every Sunday that you have, uh, you need to try to make it better than the one you had before. Uh, This is just the idea of making sure the place is straighter, make sure the place is cleaner, make sure everything's more organized, make sure, you know, that you've got good music and, and, you know, all the different things that your sermon has good illustrations. It's just a plain old idea of self-improvement. It's the reason people exercise. It's the reason people eat healthier. It's the reason people read books so that they can be better than they were the day before. Uh, I'm currently reading a historical book right now on the presidents of the United States, and it's like, I didn't know that, you know, and I don't know where that will ever come in for for use in my life. Maybe some sermon illustration someday or some trivia contest, um, but I'll I'll know a little bit more. So that's what we mean by better, not the idea that you have to always be, uh, you know, lifting up yourself and the uh, you know the ambition's got to be better, and I got to have more numbers and more people and more stuff, and if I don't, I'm a failure. Uh, no, it's an, if you don't read a book, you're not a failure. Okay, but but if you read a book, you know a little bit more, okay? If you don't exercise, it's not your failure, but if you exercise, you'll probably feel a little bit better and maybe live a little longer too. It's that type of thing. So what we want to do is help churches to be better, and we do that by breaking it down into the smallest increments, and we call it how to have a better Sunday uh, a better Sunday. And I almost said it. This is the Better Sunday podcast. That's what this is all about. And when we started the podcast, we created this sheet, and I'd like to get it to you. It's just reachkeep.com slash blueprint, and that will get you uh, this particular thing. And I know the, the pieces are just little simple things to be extremely, uh, extremely helpful for you. So, hey, let's jump into today's topic, and this has to do with should we invite the unsaved or lost people to come to 
church. Now, in the very technical sense of things, the church is the called out assembly of believers, people of like faith, and and we're all headed the same direction. And we're talking about the visible local churches. And that's what Paul was addressing when he wrote the New Testament was visible local, you know, assemblies. And that's what we have to base off of is the idea that it is a bunch of people that are going the same direction. Now, in our day and age, the vernacular of the word church sometimes gets broadened out. And like, I, you know, I told my wife yesterday, it's like, hey, I'm going over to help clean the church. Okay. And that didn't mean I was like scrubbing someone's soul. That meant I was working on fixing some things and we set up some signs outside and a few different things like that. We do use the word church in the idea, I am going to church or I will meet you at church or what time is church? Church is at 9.30 and 11 on Sunday mornings. So we do uh, spend a, a fair amount of time using the word in the broader sense. And so that when we invite people to church, we are inviting them to the building. We're inviting them to the event. Uh, and, and of course, we would invite them to become a believer and then thus part of, of the official uh, you know, doctrinal side of the church. Um, but of course, yes, we want to invite people to church. Now, I've got a couple different things that I wrote down in my notes, just some uh, things here. One, I believe that a healthy church is one that is well connected with lost people. In other words, having lost people and having unbelievers and having people that you don't, and, and by the way, we don't really know where people stand, but you know, in, in some cases, they're trying to figure it out in their own soul, and I have no idea what they're thinking. I mean, I've, I've been through that with a lot of people where I'm not quite sure what exactly where they are, and they don't know where they're at. But it is okay for them to come, and I believe it is healthy for a church to have people that come like that so that you are constantly witnessing and you are fulfilling the, the Great Commission. In fact, this takes us to some of the scriptures here. In Matthew, we're told to go into all the world and preach the gospel, you know, we're going to give it to every creature. We want to, you know, bring bring them in and make them disciples. And it stands to fit the, the, the reason that we should do that, and that that would be done in an assembly type of process where we are preaching or presenting uh, the gospel. Uh, the book of Acts. If you look at chapter two and three and four and five, all those people, some, a lot of those folks that were added to the church and became believers, and all those different stories that in there, the three thousand and four. 4,000, 5,000, whatever those numbers are, all of those, uh, you know, they arrived unsaved, okay? They arrived somewhere where the gospel was being preached and, and they were being witnessed to somewhere. So, uh, and it wasn't just total street preaching. It was the assembled, people were assembled and they, they would say the church was assembled and there was some other folks in there. Uh, in 1 Corinthians 14, there's some interesting verses. Paul is speaking and giving some rules concerning spiritual gifts and things of that nature. And he makes the assumption that there are unsaved or unbelievers in the church, and that's why he's giving those kind of rules. So I think there's a lot of, of evidence that unsaved people, you know, were involved in the in the churches just as they really have been for centuries. I mean, it's just the way it is. We've always, people have always invited people to church. Now, your church may have some more 
um, closed type meetings where it's just the church and you say you're going to vote on something. Or I work with a lot of churches that they have the Lord's Supper. It's just kind of for their church people, and that's okay. I'm fine with that. Um, so th- there are some things when you would have just the church people. And many of our churches, just the church people would be perhaps on their evening services or perhaps their midweek services. But our Sunday morning services certainly can be uh, something, especially in this day and age, where so many people are seeking and and wanting to come to church. In fact, here's another kind of argument I have for the the whole idea of unsaved people can come to church is our friends bring their friends to church, okay? Uh, Today, uh, this is a Sunday, we're recording this on a Sunday afternoon, we had a couple different visitors in first service and our second service, and they were people, one of them uh, read an ad and he saw our our, uh, poster billboard thing that we put downtown uh, and set up every Friday night, and he saw that, and he came because of that. It's like, yes. He also saw that we had a program for our children and he brought his daughter. It's like, yes. Okay. So some of these things that we we promote and talk about here at reachkeep.com, the idea of advertising, letting the community know, let me say something. They work. They worked today. Uh, the man's going to be back on Thursday night for our Awana program. Very excited to have him involved. And, and uh, you know, I talked to them briefly. Sounded like he was a believer. Uh, he had a Bible under his arm when he walked in. So it's like, oh, it's wonderful, you know, when you get someone that's sort of sort of on the same wavelength. We'll find out a little bit more. But that was a neat thing. But we also had people in the second service who were brought by their friends. And I said, did you come on your own? or what? No, I'm friends with so-and-so. And mentioned who she was friends with. And we've been friends for a long time. And she has invited me to church. And I finally was able to get off work and able to make it. And it's like, that is so cool. On a practical sense, I mean, what would you do? Stop people at the door say, sorry, you're not a church member, you're not a whatever, and let them, you know, go away. You know, I mean, you just wouldn't do that. Also, you have, you know, you have children that come with parents and parents that come with children, uh, really both ways. We have children that and teenagers that come and they invite their parents. And we have parents that, you know, bring their children. And some of those people are, are unsaved. So, so they don't even, they don't even know. And then we have, you know, uh, uh, you know, the drive ups and the people that, you know, come upon uh, uh, the the, the building and just kind of walk in. You know, there's all sorts of folks like that. Folks, we have an open door at our church. In fact, the weather was so nice today, we propped the door open. Uh, and So people driving by go, wow, that door, that church is open. Let's go in. And uh, we had someone pull up. And I partway through the second service, I was um, doing some security. And I, I walked out there and I, some people pulled up. I thought, oh, man, we got some people pulling up. And it uh, turned out they just uh, <laughs> were driving across country and had a, like, a problem with a tire and trying to find a tire shop and uh pointed them in the right direction off they went but uh we we have an open door policy and perhaps you do too and that is a good thing that there would be unsaved people in the church and that your people in your church would know that would recognize that and hear the gospel now on a practical application thing here i think there's several things that, that we need to look at um that are important and and I'll just kind of keep these uh, uh, sort of short. Um, we use the word attenders, you know, when we're talking about the people who are involved in a in a service or whatever, that they are our attenders. I don't tend to use the word congregation as much. That seems to be kind of sort of the, the, the official church in some way. Um, but we tend to use the word attenders, and so that works with us. So we have many different attenders, and that leaves us open to having unsaved and saved and, you know, people that are, like, say, trying to figure it out 
out, uh, all that type of stuff. Um, on the other hand here, or the other uh, thing I want to write down is um, we think the local church is actually an ideal place to give the gospel. Now, there are some people, and, and God bless them, they are, there are some people that are great door knockers and street uh, people, uh, street uh, preachers, I should say, uh, visitors. They, they can, they can um, I'm trying to think of what the word is, but, but they can go out on visitation and they can win people to Christ out there. Uh, away from the building. And I think that is wonderful. Uh, I think standing on someone's doorstep uh, is a great place, and if someone becomes a Christian there, but that's not the most conducive and the best place in the world. Uh, there, there's, there, we think the church is better. We think that when you have people come to church, they have just seen, okay? Uh, imagine this. An unsaved person walks into your church, and they, they see the, the, all these people singing, you know, uh, from their heart, uh, you know, these wonderful gospel songs, they see that and they're like, oh, this is different. And I remember when I first went to church, it was people singing it was one of those things that impressed me. It's like, how do they know these words? How do they, do they memorize all this stuff? I mean, I was just impressed by by people singing because I was raised a Lutheran and we sang some stuff and and we were you know sang some Latin and we sang some different things and we had a catechism and everything we did we kind of read and I was impressed that people are actually singing from their heart. That's a that's something that touches people. Also, they are seeing smiling faces. They are seeing people who are like, I'm not sure if this is the right word, but, but infused with the gospel. In other words, there's just people who have been born again all over the place, and it's just like it's sort of running all over the place. It, it, that shows in a vibrant local church, and, and that's a powerful thing. And so someone walks in and they see that. And then they see, then they hear this, this, they, the scriptures are read and they uh, see the honoring of the word of God and they see the preaching or hear the preaching and they hear the gospel. We just think that's an, and, and they're uninterrupted because their children are, you know, over there in a children's program and their nursery's got their kids over there and they've got maybe a bottle of uh, water, you know, and they're just, they're comfortable and they're listening and they're going, oh my word. And we, we think that is an ideal thing. We also think there's an ideal thing that happens. Uh, that sort of helps the pastor or helps the preacher, and that is the idea of of people that care and walk up to the person afterwards and are you you know new in the community and I saw your child and we have this great kids program and pretty soon there's this conversation going on and all this discussion is happening and they're getting some care and some love that they may not get at home. They may not get it at their workplace. They may not get it from their relatives. And they're getting someone who's reaching out and loving them and touching their lives. And so we think all of that, we think that local church experience is actually one of the most amazing evangelistic tools that is out there. I heard someone, a professor from a college, talk once about all the different ways of winning people to Christ. And when you become a Christian, maybe this happened to you, you started to want to share the gospel. You started to want to give it out to other people. You want to like, man, I, I got to tell people. And, and, and maybe you wrote it out, you know, had a good testimony, you kind of had your testimony thought out, and you talked to the few people that you knew and, you know, gave that testimony. Uh, maybe uh, you're like some people I know that have actually written it and created like a gospel track. Maybe you're able to get on the radio, you know, and do that. I mean, and, you know, there's all sorts of ways over the years that people have figured out to give to, to win people to Christ. Maybe you go out with your church and do visitation and door-to-door -door type work. 
those are wonderful things. But folks, the, absolutely the best number one way to reach people is to have a flourishing local church. A flourishing local church, and I believe we need to plant those churches and make those happen. A flourishing local church needs to be in every community of our country, every community around the world, and that would make such a difference in some of the the international problems we have. It would change so much in our inner city issues if we had flourishing local churches, and people would be saved. They'd learn how to forgive. They'd learn how to not have bitterness. They'd learn how to, you know, love one another. They'd learn how to serve one another. They'd learn learn how to not be selfish. They'd learn how to not do all the drugs and killing and all the stuff that goes on uh, that we see about and hear about in our in our cities. We need more local churches, and we need churches that are filled with lost people who are getting saved and they are being converted. So, is it okay for you to invite people? to your local church? My answer resounding yes, absolutely. And if you hang out here with us here at reachkeep.com, if you go to our website and you download our things, if you get involved in our academy, you get involved in our coaching programs, all of those things, we are here for that purpose to help you as a local church flourish and make sure that you are growing and being what you need to be. So if you want a little bit more help on a printed thing, you can get this, and that is at reachkeep.com slash blueprint. And I'll make sure that's available for you, and we'll get that downloaded for you. But I appreciate you being with me here today, and I am so thankful, um, and I trust that you are a believer. If you have never trusted Christ as your Savior, it is absolutely a game changer. It happened to me, and uh, I'm just thrilled about it. Just passed my spiritual birthday not too long ago and was doing some rejoicing on that. So, hey, I'm off to rambling now. I better get uh, sign off here. Uh, God bless you. Appreciate you guys. Make sure that you, if this is helpful for you, please subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. That that helps us so much. Please do that. Hit the share button if you're catching this on YouTube or all the different places that this happens to go. Um, subscribing uh, on uh, all the different ways you can subscribe on Spotify and Google Podcasts. What's the other one? Uh, Apple uh, Podcasts. You can find us there at the Better Sundays Podcast. All of those things are there for you. So thank you so much for being with us today. This is Mike and God bless and we will see you next time here on the Better Sundays podcast at reachkeep.com.